Blog Talk Radio. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hi everyone, yes, it's chatting with Nat. Yes, it's Natalie Jean, it's Natalie Jean. And today we have musical artist Melissa Gale Klein. Melissa Gale Klein is a captivating musical performer and visionary based out of Austin, Texas. Her honest approach is a refreshing hit of magic for trying times and a fun companion for the everyday grind. In addition to writing and performing with her five-piece band, The Morning Dew, Melissa is a therapist and advocate for women survivors of sex trafficking and justice-involved individuals. Her latest title, Crystalline Charm, was recorded at Cacophony Studios in ATX and features some of the finest players on the Southwest scene, including Phoebe Hunt, members of Lay Line, and The Deer. Her upcoming EP, Home, set to release this September, is a catchy mix of crunchy rock and roll and classic-sounding folk ballads. Melissa's medicine comes through her healing voice, electric banjo playing, and silver flute as she's artfully backed up on electric guitar, cello, bass, drum set, and angelic harmony. Catch Melissa and The Morning Dew on the road this upcoming fall, 2021, on Spotify, iTunes, or on a podcast or radio station near you. Let's give her a round of applause. Here we go. Hi, Melissa. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thanks so much for the introduction. Happy to be here. Yeah, well, you know, if I try to clap with my only two hands, I, 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 it doesn't sound as great as when you have, like, a, a seemingly large crowd applauding you. Everybody needs to be applauded. <laughs> um, how have you been? Uh, how have you been during this pandemic? Um, well, I've been doing pretty well, all things considered. Um, luckily, I've been healthy and had still some community and friends around me, so I haven't been super isolated um, like some of the people around right. have been. So I've been grateful for that. Awesome. Did you do any live streaming? Uh, no, I I had some resistance to live streaming. Now I've been starting to dabble in it a little bit, um, but I didn't do too much during the pandemic. Now, one of the questions I ask um, a lot of people uh, is that during this pandemic, you know, it's, it was a year, and we're actually still in it because now, you know, they come Delta variant, this variant, that variant. Um, we had yeah. time to really self-reflect, um, to really think about who we want to be in this world. Anybody, I think everybody and anybody did that. But most importantly, I know a lot of musicians, artists did that. You know, they wanted to see who and what what they were as artists. They wanted to see some of a lot of people changed. You know how they wanted to be represented as artists in this wonderful music industry of ours. Um, during the pandemic, did you came take time to self reflect? Did you change in any ideas of how you want to be perceived as an artist? Um, 
Yeah, that's such a good question. Um, I was pretty bummed that I couldn't perform and had been working on an album and was ready to release it, and I was super excited, and I felt like my band had a lot of momentum right when COVID happened. So I got a little bit sad, a little bit depressed, I guess, for probably about a month, two months. And then I did do quite a bit of soul searching. You know, what what do I want to stand for? What do I want my music to be about? You know, I thought about my band. And I did come to some some good conclusions and kind of a new way of connecting with the music. I think really ultimately a more heartfelt um kind of grounded approach. I I stopped trying so hard to like be something or be someone other than I am and started being just more authentic. That is awesome. That's awesome. Um, Because one of the things I keep posting about, you know, I draw these inspirational quotes every morning and one of the things that keeps popping up for me is the authentic self, authenticity, real self, be, be you, speak up, speak your truth. It's really important, I think, in today's world that our voices are heard, you know, and, and, every t- and as artists, every time we sing or we write songs about things that have happened in our lives or things that we see around us, like social impact message songs, I think it helps the world, it helps the community, because music is the one thing that we know that can heal. I mean, music can be used for when you're happy, you're angry, you're sad, you're joyous, all those kinds of things. You're in the mood to dance. You're in just in the mood to just be in serenity. So we have that power. Um, how important, though, is it for you to really be authentic? Um, do you, are you afraid to really put yourself out there? Um, how important is that to you? Yeah, I think like every artist, I have my times when it's easier and times when it's harder. And I think it's a question, too, of, like, I think with identity, we think sometimes, oh, I am this one person and I need to present myself this particular way, but really we're complex beings and we're always changing and evolving. And and so being part of authentic is like being authentic with where I'm at in the moment um and then there's being a good performer which requires um i don't know my opinion like or i guess my style i should say more engaging with the audience when i perform looking at them like being very present with the lyrics like kind of not checking Mm -hmm. out and i really try to do that when i perform and, and that makes for the best experience for me and the listener and sometimes it's easier than others to be in the moment and connect to the lyrics but that's that's what I strive to do and, and bring connect to my heart connect to the lyrics and the audience in the moment and that's awesome uh, because what I've been seeing over time is that and I always say this is that people are craving the authentic and the real even when you watch like videos on TikTok because I've done a lot of uh, com- uh, conferences and webinars on TikTok and they said the the TikToks that are the most popular are the ones where people are just being themselves. That uh-huh. they're being they're being real. You know, and I love the music by mainstream artists, don't get me wrong, but I think that independent artists give you more of a feel. I mean, 
one mainstream artist that I can date is Adele because I think she just sings from her heart. But and not, and not that others don't. But people want somebody that they can relate to, where they can say, "Oh my God, I just listened to Melissa. She really gets me. I, I need to go follow her on Instagram. I need to follow her on Facebook. I need to follow her on Twitter because she gives me what I need at that moment when I'm feeling happy or I'm feeling sad." Or I just need to hear certain words. And I think that uh-huh. as an artist, um, we, if we have that gift, we should be able to, you know, use it for good, so to speak. Um, and, uh-huh. and, the, and, and the more we start representing who we are as artists and ourselves, I think uh, it's going to open a flood of beautiful things in the world. I, mean, I think we're done with all this crap that's happened in the past few years. Um, what is, what is the female empowerment, the women empowerment move, movement mean to you? And I'll just, let me begin by saying, you know, Nikki and I started Sisters in Music because we wanted to demonstrate to women that, you know, we don't have to be in competition, you know, together we are stronger. We want to be here to lift everybody up and we want to show everybody that we're all on the same platform. I don't care. We're all doing the same genre. I, I know I'm not in competition with anybody, not because I think I'm I'm the best, but because I know that there are people that are just as good as me or even better than me. Hell, I don't really care. But that we all can come together and just lift each other up. So what does that movement mean to you? <clears throat> yeah, I think it's it's super important to come together and lift each other up and Sisterhood is so important to me personally in my life, my friends, my fellow musicians, sisters who inspire me and challenge me and motivate me and, and help me in many ways. So I think just being a woman and and leaning into those connections and being a support for other women is so important. And I'm all about it. I mean, sometimes I have my moments and stuff with, the competition, energy, or jealousy, those kind of like lower vibration stuff, because I'm a human and it comes up. But I think when that stuff comes up, it's just like giving myself compassion and realizing that, like you're saying, it's it's not about that. We all have our place. We all have our gifts. And to really honor who we are and our gifts and our unique voice, we need to just kind of get out of our way sometimes and, and appreciate what we have to offer and know that nobody else has what we have to offer. We all, we all have a place. And so staying, yeah, staying with that kind of helps me not get too much like sucked up mm-hmm. into the competition and that kind of thing. So, you know, in this, in this music world, there's so many different genres. What was it in in your life where you were like, oh, my gosh, this is the genre I want to do. This is, I, I just want to do music. Was it a show? Was it something that you're watching on television? Was it something that you heard where you were just like, music, the music is me? Uh, I don't know. For me, it wasn't, it wasn't like any particular moment. I grew up with my mom is very into music, so... Mm-hmm. When we were riding in the car, I grew up on Long Island. There was lots of long car rides here and there. Okay. And so 
when we were in the car, it was like we were listening to music and nobody was talking. It's like, you know, why? It's like if you're talking, it's like, why are you talking? Like my song is on. And so I got this really like strong message of just music is very important. It's very essential. And like my favorite musician, I think when I was six years old was Buddy Holly. Oh, wow. Growing up, it's like, yeah, Bob Marley, of course, and Crosby, Stills, and Nash, and Joni Mitchell, and all, like, the 60s and 70s music, Van Morrison, that my mom, growing up in New York, put into my brain. And right. so that just deeply influenced me. And then I didn't start becoming, like, a singer-songwriter until I was 20, 21. And then it just kind of came out of me in the way the way it did, like, the genre and the sounds. And it's still evolving. I'm still growing. Right. Yeah, that's a big awesome. topic. I could go on about. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love it. That's awesome. And how would you describe your music? Um, I I call it like folk, folk rock, indie. It's right now. I mean, I've lived in Austin for the past seven years, Austin, Texas, and it's really influenced by being here. Um, but. It was it started out more like folk, I would say, to mm-hmm. folk, and it kind of edged its way into more more alternative rock. Um, it's just kind of a unique Southwest Austin rock folk synthesis. There's some bands here that we, we kind of have this unique vibe and sound going on. That's awesome. Yeah, uh. and then I... Recently, I've been getting into Latin music and trying to incorporate more just like there's some Mexican artists and Brazilian artists that I've been really into. So just trying like playing with rhythms and melodies and bringing it into new feels and grooves to it, too, which you'll hear on my new EP. I'm really excited about. <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Now, do you play any instruments? Yes, I play the banjo and the flute. And I sing, of course. So banjo and flute, and a tiny bit of guitar, not much. Now, how did you come about to playing the banjo and the flute, which are both great instruments? Thank you. I agree. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I started playing the flute when I was in fourth grade in band, and I had a really cool flute teacher, and she gave me private flute te- lessons and then my dad was like I want to play the flute and so she was like at my house a lot and she kind of became like a big sister to me and she was a big influence on me musically she had a musical family and her brother taught me jazz and and she took me to go see Zappa play Zappa and oh, wow. kind of turned me on to some different kind of, of music I'd never heard and then the banjo um so I want to say one more thing about the flute. So I played classical flute, and then when I went to college, I met some people who played guitar, and I started jamming with them on my flute. And I was like, oh, you don't have to read music off of a page. You can just, like, <laughs> use your ears and jam. So, and I, and so I had that jazz, those jazz lessons, so I started playing a little jazz and folk, and and along with the kind of music that I listened to, like that 60s, 70s stuff. Right. And then... I started playing the banjo in Hawaii, which is its own story, but I met these really cool sailors who lived on a wooden sailboat that they had helped build, and they sailed it all the way from uh, Washington to Hawaii, 
and I met them. I was like my traveling phase and stayed on the boat overnight. And one of them, his name's Emmett, he played the banjo and it was so awesome. I'd never heard the banjo. Like I'm from New York and I guess you play the banjo in New York, but it's not very common. And I was like, what is this instrument? Like it's so beautiful. And he's playing all these songs that I love, like Paul Simon songs and I always thought the banjo was all like honky tonk or bluegrass. I just, I didn't know anything about it. And I just like fell in love with it and got one and started playing all the time. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Let me say, I, I give you kudos for being able to play an instrument. I tried to play the guitar. I took lessons. It felt like contortion. My body was just like, no, the, the, the great instrument is not for you. Um, oh. And I, yeah. And so, my instrument, obviously, right now is my vocals, vocals, vocals obviously. But I did play guitar yeah. keyboard, and I do this all the time when I'm on the show. I'm going to open the book so I can learn how to play the smart keyboard because I think it's essential. I think it's great and awesome when you can play an instrument. Like if I wanted to, pour, you know, perform without my band and I could just play the keyboard, that would be awesome. So I'm jealous right now that you can play well, at least three. Well, maybe you can still learn. Maybe you can still learn that. I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to give up on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I just got to get motivated. Um, <laughs> maybe so. you can find your instrument yet. I didn't find, I didn't know what I was going to play before the banjo. I was like, I tried the ukulele. I was like, this is not for me. No. No, no, no. It gravitated towards you. It's like, here I am, play me. Um, I know that when I first started uh, thinking about getting into the music industry, I was like, oh my God, I was very shy. I was an introvert. I'm no longer that way. But, um, uh-huh. and I was like, oh my gosh, how am I going to perform in front of people? Because I was really shy. And I was, the first time I performed was at a CD release party, and I was just, oh, my God, oh, I was so nervous, but I got through it. And the way that I got yeah. through it is I did not to care what the audience thought. And in my own spiritual mind, I'm like, I'm just going to give them the best of me. We're going to have a good time, and that's it. And that's how I was able to overcome my fears of performing live. Um, how have you been able to overcome, if you had any fears, uh, performing live? I, um, I've always kind of been a performer. It's kind mm-hmm. of my personality. So I'm just one of those people, but I still do get nervous. Of course, like right before a show, I'll be like pacing around, like going to the bathroom, like, like fixing my hair and whatever, but <laughs> taking deep breaths, you know, sometimes I had a show at a, at a venue, like for an opening for a bigger artist. And I like was in the city downtown and I like went outside and walked around the block first and just, like, took some deep, deep breaths and try to center myself. So, but I like performing. I actually feel, like, at home when I'm performing in front of people. Like, I know people are listening to me so I can, like, fully express myself. It's, like, it, like, facilitates me feeling like I can express and it's comfortable, actually. So, Do you, yeah. uh, do you prefer a more intimate setting or do you like a, a large crowd? I like both. I I think for different reasons. Like an intimate setting is really beautiful, like a listening room where people can really hear the words and I can see them, we can see each other, and that's really special. And in the bigger rooms or with more of a crowd, people 
dance sometimes. I kind of gear the shows differently. Like I'll set up the set in a different way. And recently, right. right before COVID, we had a fun show where it was a bigger crowd and, and people were dancing. So that was really cool, too. It's it just different. I, some people, I, I think, were listening to the words and heard all the words, but other people were just kind of like dancing and having a good time. So I guess both. Hard to choose. All right. Well, that's a good answer. Um, so we're going to play your song, Did I Wish. Tell me what that's about. Hey, thank you. It's one of the first. <laughs> songs that I wrote when I started writing songs um it's kind of a sassy it's a sassy number it's about like the confusion between love and lust and kind of how we hurt each other through Mm. those confusions but like really we don't mean to like it's really just such a messy topic for for humans I think so for me it certainly was I recently got married which is awesome but it's been (laughs) In a journey for me. <laughs> Thank you. So this song is from back in the day when I was a little more mixed up, and maybe you can relate <laughs> when you hear it. I'm, I'm sure that I can. We're going to have a word from our sponsor. <laughs> Hi, it's Jordan. And Madison. And we're Jay Madison out of Nashville, Tennessee. We'd love to tell you about B-Squared Management, artist services by artists for artists. Get your press, branding, single release, and sync success plan now at bsquaredmgmt.com. And listen up to our latest single, Down, now on Spotify. Did I wish, or did I wish, or did I wish, something more? 
I was a bopping and a weaving. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of jam. Thank you. Lots of lots of love. Lots of fun. How supportive is your husband of your music career? Oh, he's super supportive. Let's see. The last show he came, he sold my merch for me. God bless. Oh. <laughs> he wore my T-shirt. And he hung out the whole time and took videos. So that was pretty supportive. I give well, him I, a gold star. <laughs> I think he deserves a big gold star. Um, <laughs> what, really is, what is your creative process like? How do you go about writing a song? Um, usually I start with a feeling, like if I'm having, I can feel it kind of coming on. And then, like a uh, a the lyrics and the melody kind of come at the same time, most right. of the time. I have a few songs that have been taking their time and coming out. One of them has a chorus, and it has a melody for the verses, but no words have wanted to come out. Mm. And then recently, one I wrote all at once, all the lyrics and the melody, but it's still kind of morphing. I'm shifting lyrics and the arrangement. Yeah. Where is the weirdest place you've ever come up with a song? <laughs> uh, I guess I'm flashing through different moments where I wrote songs <laughs> and trying to think of which place is weird. I don't feel like I've written any songs in weird places. Forest, Rive by Rivers. Is where I've written yeah. a lot of songs in nature yeah. and a few yeah. just in my room, my bedroom. One of, one of the most interesting places, and everybody tends to agree with me, is the shower. I can come up with the best stuff. Now, if I can remember the crap, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's why I say I'm going to invent this, that thing where you could put it in the shower. It's waterproof, you know, instead of having, oh, uh-huh. let me get a shower and... and and things in my phone. No, I gotta create this thing because uh, I come up with that in the shower. And, and I've somebody heard of that. I, I don't, I don't have that gift, but that's no. pretty cool, Matt. <laughs> uh, somebody said probably the acoustics, uh, the alone time, all that kind of good stuff. I said I don't know, but it's the best place for me. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> tell us a little bit about your advocacy work. How did you? Yeah, how did you get into that? Well, I started doing volunteer work with an organization called Truth Be Told here in Texas, um, which brings people into prisons and jails to listen to women tell their stories. Mm. Um, So I did that, and I was super moved. It was so moving. It was so beautiful to hear these stories and just, I gained so much from this experience, and then I wanted to go back. I wanted to do it again, so I did, and then I decided to do some kind of workshop, and I did a vocal workshop at a prison and decided to become officially a facilitator of one of their programs. And so they trained me, and then um, I became a facilitator at a jail here and would use music, um, 
and just creative creativity during these groups. I'm actually a social worker now. This kind of led me on a journey to be a social worker. But um, during this time, I met a couple, and um, both of them did advocacy work. One of them was a formerly incarcerated man named Louis Conway who was running for city council. He was Mm -hmm. the first formerly incarcerated person to run for city council in Austin. So I got to sing at his um, press conference on the steps of City Hall in Austin, my song, Crystalline Charm, which is the title track from my last album. I just sang it a cappella, and it was super awesome to get to do that, to get to use that song in that way. That was very awesome. Wow. Thanks. Um, Super great, super cool experience. (laughs) And why did you decide to get into a social work? Why did I decide to get into social work? Yeah. Well, I was doing that volunteer work, and I decided that I wanted to go back to school. It kind of came to me. I was really opposed to going back to school for a long time. But it just kept coming to me. I want to study. I want to go back to school. I want to focus on a career besides music because I was doing my music. And so now I have two careers, and I'm really busy. So it's great, it's great. But, um, yeah, I'm a social worker. I graduated last summer, and now I am a therapist, and I work at a house for women survivors of sex trafficking, and I love it. It's awesome. It's an awesome job. I'm very grateful. I'm glad that you follow your intuition. That's fantastic. Some people, you know, something you saw them, you got to do this, you got to do this, they they turn their ears so that they don't hear it. It's great that you're following That's very inspirational. Um, what is the one thing you had known about the music industry before you got into the music industry? You said what's the one thing that I would have yeah, liked that to know? You, or I'm sorry. That you wish you had known before you got into the music industry. I don't know. I feel like I'm still learning, really. Mm. I I think I didn't realize, I guess, going into it, how much work it takes outside of just, like, being a musician, because there's a lot of to do to, like, with having a band, with performing, with putting your content out there, and just putting yourself out there. Um, so that's a... And then, of course, there's just the work of being a musician, and and playing and practicing and being inspired and being true to yourself, which is its, its own thing that's separate from kind of the business part of it. Amen. Hallelujah. You just said the biggest things. Um, I, it's funny when a lot of people start getting into the music industry, they're like, Oh my God, this is so much work. They, they see all the glory that a lot of people have <laughs> once they're doing their thing. But this, this, this is a lot of work. You have, it's 24-7. You have to put yourself out there. You have to be on every darn social media site. You have to keep posting sometimes. You don't have anything to post or you make something up. You uh, look for things to say because you have to be relevant. You have to... Uh, Keep people engaged with what you're doing, you know, and it's just crazy. It's crazy, 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 crazy busy. Yeah. Um, so how do you? Yeah. Maintain, it's still how do you maintain, yeah. How do you maintain your social media sites? I always like to ask how people do that because that drives. Yeah, me I've I've 
I started doing it more during during COVID. Before that, I I was doing it a little bit. I had my Instagram and my Facebook, and right. I have a newsletter, and um, I really just now that I've been doing it for a while, I have a little bit of like a sensibility around it when I feel mm-hmm. that something would be interesting to other people, <laughs> and just when I feel it, like when I feel like I want to share something, I do, and I try to keep up with it and. I kind of go in phases. At least, yeah. you know, twice a week I post something. and But I, I try to do it when I'm inspired about it and not just, like, to do it. Even though I'm so, I'm probably supposed to, like, have more game around it, but I just, I'm not there yet. <laughs> I, I hear you. I hear you. Okay, so we're going to play your song, Crystalline. Tell me what that is about. Yeah, Crystalline Charm. That's the one, um that I was talking about that I got to play in the Septa City Hall and I also sing it um, for the women at prisons and jails and it's just um, to me it's kind of like a hymn it's just a beautiful uplifting message that helps me too it helped me when it came through and it helps me when I sing it and um, it's the title track from my 12 song album that I released last October so I hope y'all will check it out
beautiful. Thank you. I really like that. Um, and I like the ending. Beautiful, beautiful. Fantastic. Thank what, you. What advice would you give for somebody trying to break into this, this industry? Um, I would tell them to just stay focused on making the most beautiful music that they can that's true to to themselves and to who they are and just put themselves out there and that's going to involve, you know, taking risks and sometimes feeling uncomfortable or maybe not hearing back or feeling rejected, but it's also going to be filled with triumphs and like really amazing moments of performing and connecting and just like amazing music. So just stay true to to your vision and don't let that external stuff affect you too much because at the end of the day, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't really determine your, your worth or value as a musician or an artist. Being a working artist is is just an ongoing study and practice and and it's really about the music, not about the other stuff that's out of our control, right? Amen. Amen to that. What is a quote or a message that you like to live by? Um There's a Ram Dass quote that um, I used. I kind of borrowed some of it for a lyric for my the title track for my upcoming album. Okay. And it's that we're all walking each other home. Mm. And so I, I really like that quote. We're all helping each other learn and, and grow. And like home to me is just a feeling that we can embody and feel inside of being at peace and feeling like we belong and feeling connected to ourselves and the divinity and all things. I really like that quote. Awesome. I do. Um, what are the resources that have helped you along the way uh, in regards to your music career? Um, my friends, my fellow musicians, my family, people who believe in me, Fans who really loved my music and told me, let me know that they were listening to it and that it touched them in some way. Those are the best resources because without them, oh my gosh, I mean, once you pull their hair out with the music industry, um, because the music industry, you know, I think one of the things people tend to forget is it's very subjective. Um, like just because you submit your song to one place um, and they accept it might not get accepted somewhere else. It's just very fickle. I think people uh, choose certain songs, especially in songwriting contest awards, um, based on what they like, not what the actual world might like. Um, so I think people need to keep yeah. that in mind. And I, I agree with you 100% that people, if you're going to get into this industry, you really have to love yourself. You have to love what you do. You have to be authentic. You have to be real. Don't let anybody try to change you. That's what's most important. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Very Very, 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 very. We am portante. <laughs> Don't let yeah. anybody change who you are as an artist. Yeah, because it's like I think about some artists that I love, like 
that's the classic example, like Van Gogh. He, mm-hmm. Everyone thought he was totally nuts and, like, didn't like his artwork while he was alive. And, or the, the musician Nick Drake, who I, who I adore and love his music, I don't think he was aware of how amazing he was when he was alive. I don't think he had a lot of success. And I've, I've heard stories of it. I, like, don't know, not an authority on it, but the stories I heard were that he was, like, bummed because and he thought he wasn't good because nobody, like, expressed that he was good to him. I, I don't really know. Or he just wasn't comfortable performing or wasn't such a good performer. He, like, tuned his guitars a lot. That's what I heard. But he's amazing. Like, his music is pure, like, magic. So it's just, like, I... It, we have to believe in what we're creating. We're we're channels right. for this music, and it feels good, and it's beautiful, and it's uplifting, and that's what it's all about. And not everybody's gonna love it. It's not gonna be everyone's cup of tea. But for like for me, I, there's musicians that I love, and their music like saves my life. And they're, right. they're not like world famous per se. Some of them are, but some of them aren't. And it doesn't matter. It's like their music's amazing. So amen to that. Well, it, my listeners. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on Chatting with Zen. It has been truly my honor to have you on the show. Thank you. I, I appreciated receiving your the your passion for music and your enthusiasm. So thanks so much for having me on. Thanks, everybody, for listening and hearing my tunes. Hope you stay connected. Yes, you can find Melissa at www.melissagailkline.com. And I can't wait to hear... Your album coming out in September. I can't wait to hear the Latin vibes in it. I think it's going to be completely amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to go on a little tour. We're going to be posting up stuff on Instagram. So, yeah, go to my website and come see us play. Well, you heard it here on Chatting with Nat. Uh, This was musical artist Melissa Gail Klein. She's awesome. Check her out. Until next time. Chatting with Nat is a podcast for independent women seeking to speak their truth and to break down barriers. We host honest conversations that help to guide and empower women. Speak your truth and set yourself free. Let your voice be heard. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.